Electricast. At Baker's, no matter where you order free pickup, you get the same great deals as you'd get in store. So you can save when you order during band practice or at the dog park or wherever. Start your cart with the Baker's app and save from wherever today. Baker's, fresh for everyone. $35 order minimum. Restrictions may apply. Subject to availability. Get more ways to save at the buy five or more, save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save $1 each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Hello, and welcome to the Social Psychic Radio Show, featuring Jason Zook. In uncertain times, we must change our focus and priorities. This show will highlight social justice issues with the goal of expanding minds and increasing unity, love, and mutual respect for ourselves and our planet. We support the Black Lives Matter movement, Our show aspires to promote social spirituality, which simply means that by coming together, we can solve any of our problems, including the goal of bringing an end to all forms of hate, discrimination, bias, or oppression. We must protect our environment, reform our criminal justice system, and protect every citizen from police brutality. When we come together, it becomes possible to bridge the gaps that plague our society and divide us from within. We the people means everyone. Hello and welcome to the Social Psychic Radio Show. This is Jason Zook. It's a great pleasure I have a special guest, Devneet Karalal, to the show today, author, speaker, and consciousness expert. Devneet is an author, speaker, and consciousness effort. She's a discoverer of the law of unification which empowers people to establish new creations for the world and a conscious life of purpose. She's an integrative thinker who has gathered diverse components of research using her visionary perspective to devise the formula of creation to unlock our highest potential. The law of unification is seen as a doorway to our greatest potential and expression of a meaningful life. Divneet inspires individuals to think in creative, innovative, and radical ways to develop new situations. She's dedicated to supporting individuals and accelerating their journey to fulfillment. She's the author of The Discoverer of the Law of Unification, a new formula of creation for geniuses, inventors, creators, and for those who are stuck in life. Divneet has a natural gift for connecting and inviting self-discovery. She spent the last two decades studying consciousness development and self-mastery. It's a great pleasure I welcome Divneet to the show. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Jason. Thank you so much for having me. And it's, it's a pleasure to have you today. I know you're coming from India. Can you tell the audience where in India you're, you're at at the moment? Right. I am in New Delhi right now. Well, welcome to the show. And I'm, I'm excited that you could come on and talk about such passionate topics as what we're about to discuss. And um, I want to ask you, how did you begin your, your spiritual journey? Like what led you on your path? Uh, I had been, you know, I was like very, uh, very fond of spiritual texts and uh, spiritual books uh, since I was a child. So I had been reading those books and texts and I had been practicing meditation techniques uh, since I was a child. Like I was trying to balance all these things with my, you know, uh, with my job, with my normal life. 
But then uh, due to these experiences which happened due to the awakening, which I talk about, uh, it actually led me to create this book to uh, create mastering creation using the law of unification. And these experiences were like quite profound because uh, they kind of dissolved the person, dissolved the identity, which was doing everything, which was doing, you know, spiritual practices and uh, reading those books. So that dissolution happened in a moment and uh, it was like, it was totally empty at that moment. Just emptiness came in, this peace came in, this si- uh, you know, silence came in. And for a while, it was this dark period. I mean, it was dark, but it was peaceful. But then slowly, as the time moved on, the brightness started coming in and things started getting brighter. And uh, ideas, these ideas started hitting me like, uh, like with this strong force and I had to work upon them and due to these ideas, I had to uh, create this uh, law of unification, the formula of creation, and because of this, uh, because of which I have written this book. When you say the law of unification, I know our audience would be intrigued by that. What does that mean exactly? Because I know that's something we haven't heard before. Right. And a lot of unification, you know, these ideas were actually coming out of, I just call this the idea mind, the plane where these ideas come from. And I have to research about them. And there are so many books I had read, like mythologies, and there were so many holy texts, which uh, which talk about the formula of creation in different ways. There were motives which were found in ancient mythologies, which were uh, telling about the formula of creation, uh, the motives of the creator gods. And then there were uh, these uh, these spiritual texts like Bhagavad Gita talking about this uh, tree of life again, which was uh, telling people to bring those, uh, you know, higher fruits to this world and, uh, you know, bring them through creation by creating new creations. And also, even if we talk about Holy Bible, it also says like, uh, you can bring those higher fruits or you can create those higher creations by, you know, following that path or the following that, uh, that higher consciousness. And also the geniuses, the inventors, the innovators, whenever they create their new creations, they, they create those creations using the same formula. They, their creations do not come from the, you know, mind. They get those ideas from, Whenever their mind gets silence for a while, maybe in visions, in dreams, and we have read about them in various, when they have discussed about their experiments, uh, their innovations, we have read this in their papers, in their interviews, that their idea came through this vision when their mind relaxed through a dream, or uh, maybe when they were not thinking, and then they used their mind to, you know, give form to this idea and present it to the world. So law of unification is uh, how we can unify the idea mind and mind and work uh, work together. So the mind and idea mind can work together and bring in new creations into the world. What I love about your explanation just now makes me think of personal experiences I've had with spiritual downloads of information. Like I'll give you an example. A couple of weeks ago, I already have my one podcast and I have another show that I'm starting with my best friend, Megan, called Psychic Visions. And I had that as a complete download, meaning that my best friend said, I think we should work on our own podcast. And then I meditated on it. I came up with the title and the intro, the outro, everything that I needed within a day. And I think that that was part of a direct download. And I wanted to ask you when you work with people, creative people and, and intellectuals, Has anyone ever described to you the benefit of what I call a direct download, that sometimes being a creative person, you can tap into a higher consciousness more than yourself and be inspired and have, it's like a muse, you know, having a spiritual muse, somebody who gives you that ability 
to fill in the gaps, fill in the blanks when you come up with an idea that you want to make something come to fruition. And I want to ask if you've had any experiences with that for the law of unification, because it sounds like when you're unifying your, your idea mind and the regular mind, that there would be a download involved. And I wanted to ask you about that. That's right. That's right. Absolutely. I think you're absolutely correct on hitting this with this word download. And this is a download. So uh, whenever we, you know, reach out to this idea mind, we actually, when we are bringing it into the world, it's a kind of download. And idea mind is a link between the human mind and that higher levels of consciousness. So whenever higher levels of consciousness needs to provide an idea to human beings, it provides it using, you know, the same, uh, like we say, downloads, or we can say, we can use any word for this. It can be a subtle knowing. Subtly, like we know this is what we need to do. And then we start working upon that. And also this idea, these downloads, they have this power to actually make make those things work somehow. Even if we do not know there are some tendencies in us, there are some powers in us which uh, which we need to tap into. Then this idea or this download will actually, you know, uh, kind of awaken that power. And we would be able to work upon that. We would be able to give form to that idea in any way even if we were not uh, even if we were not doing the same thing uh, earlier like I talk about myself when when I say uh, I, I wrote this book I had no idea how to you know write a book or anything I'm, I'm not a professional author so <laughs> that was the time I had to do it somehow I like uh, it was like there was this force if that downloads were, download was coming in there was this force along with it which kind of you know forced me to do it and I had to do it yes uh, those downloads and for the creatives for the artists for anyone if we talk about them they do not get it from the mind they get it from the idea mind because if i'm going to think about it like this is the idea i need to work upon that may work uh, but it, it is gonna you know work upon the same uh, lower level of consciousness it will have its own limits its own barriers because it's coming from the mind which is which has a limited capacity again but if I talk about this idea mind, uh, this real, this original creativity, uh, which is breaking all those limits, and then you are using that mind, that knowledge to give form to that idea. So that is uh, where this uh, higher consciousness is involved and true creativity comes from. And just to help our audience understand the concept of idea mind, I studied metaphysics when I first became an intuitive a couple of years ago. So I delve into the higher mind and the conscious mind and our higher selves. And one of the things I'm just thinking of while you're talking about this is the best analogy I could say to our audience is if you live in a, in, in a place where you're, you have wireless internet and, and we deal with like the cloud and we deal with the physical, I would like to say that if you think of the higher mind, the higher self, it's like the cloud out there. The, it's, it's all encompassing for the universe. It's like direct downloads of information that we could tap into that gives us the ability to be inspired and I'd say divinely guided in certain instances. And I wanted to see what your opinion was on that. Is that a good way of phrasing it? Or do you have another idea about describing it? Um, yeah, we can, we can say that. Uh, that's, that's a very good, you know, uh, how you phrase it. It's a very good example for the audience to understand it. To add on to this, yes, divine guidance. This is a kind of divine guidance. The idea mind is a kind of divine guidance. I also call this the inner guru like the inner guide inside us who can, you know, even provide us even just not about creativity. It, it's, it doesn't only help us in, you know, creating new creations, but it also helps us in 
making good decisions, like our life decisions, what we need to do in our lives. Uh, nowadays, because there is so much information in, and data in the world, we, we just get confused what to do, what not to do, which part to take and which part not to take. So here is where the uh, idea mind comes into picture. And uh, idea mind is kind of, you know, there is this individual dharma, our true life purpose. And the idea mind can provide us that individual dharma and connect us with that true life purpose so that we can fulfill it. And this true life purpose is kind of, it also helps us in making the decisions which will help us evolve or which will, you know, help us walk that path of evolution. Because if our mind is going to choose or make decisions, then it's going to do all that analysis using the that limited thinking and it may look like it's doing what is correct but in the long term it may hamper or it may hinder our evolution so yes idea mind um, is kind of a you know inner guide and the inner guru the divine guidance which we get so that we can uh, evolve our lives or maybe we can help in the evolution of the planet by creating new creations what do you think is the biggest challenge for anyone in our audience trying to understand the law of unification? Like, how would you say to them if there's anyone who, who wants to know this better, but they're challenged by it because they don't quite understand it? What would you say to help them grasp it? I would say, um, see, law of unification, it's not actually very difficult, but the barrier can only be when, when you know, we are a bit reluctant to actually accept that there is, there is something which is guiding us or there is a thing beyond mine. So a lot of people in our, you know, on our planet, there is this, you know, kind of atheism and people do not believe in these things. And they think that uh, the mind is the right thing to make decisions. Uh, and there is nowadays like we are making these you know artificial intelligence when we talk about this artificial intelligence this is also when it kind of make decisions for us it's more like it more it comes from the human mind the human data the information that is collected in that intelligence so yes the barrier can be that when we are just kind of feeling stuck in that mind space and we do not want to you know break those limits break, uh, break those beliefs which we have formed that there is nothing outside that mind there is nothing uh, our lives are you know designed and they are very very you know mechanical so that is because there is freedom but that freedom is when we are you know looking at our lives or looking at ourselves uh, by being you know uh, above that mind or being uh, overcoming those uh, lower levels of consciousness by being by overcoming the beliefs that are that were formed which were kind of uninquired so yeah those are the barriers uninquired beliefs and that limited thinking or maybe that uh, those patterns which we are unable to overcome. A lot of people in my audience are aware of the concept of the law of attraction. And I know some of them are going to try to form some understanding of the law of unification based on their knowledge of something called the law of attraction. And I wanted to see if you could distinguish the two for audience so they don't improperly make that comparison. Law of attraction is like when when we are trying to work with the lower levels of consciousness. So what we are doing here is, again, I'll, I'll explain a little bit of uh, how the law of unification works first. So in law of unification, we are first rising above the lower levels of consciousness. So uh, mind and then idea mind. So there are forces that 
do not let us connect to that idea mind and the forces are like uh, our unquiet beliefs our unquiet desires or maybe those desires which were formed because uh, we were not conscious at that moment maybe we were just looking at something on social media and now we felt like we need that thing just because we are you know continuously feeding that information into our mind so these kind of desires these kind of beliefs these kind of attachments all these things are coming from the lower levels of consciousness now uh, when we have to overcome this we have we when we overcome this we connect with this idea mind and then we bring those ideas from that higher level like our true purpose like our higher duty on this planet and then we try to bring it down and use our mind to create new creations but in law of attraction what we are doing is there is just a desire we do not know where the desire is coming from we are not inquiring we are not you know doing any kind of self inquiry if that desire we are trying to manifest if this is going to you know uh, give us provide us fulfillment in the long run it can be we just uh, look at something on uh, television or in our environment and we just found like i want this thing i want to manifest it and then we are trying to use this law of attraction to manifest it it may work it may work and you we may get that thing but because it's not going to be our higher duty because it's not our higher purpose or our higher desire it's not going to provide us fulfillment in the long run so yeah there this is the difference between law of unification and law of attraction what is evolving consciousness yeah evolving consciousness is like if i talk about consciousness i would say consciousness is always evolving so if i call evolving consciousness consciousness higher consciousness you know these are the terms we use to describe consciousness it can be energy we can use another name for it some people call it god so all these things are you know almost same and we really cannot fit these things uh, using uh, you know in these words uh, using these names but uh, evolving consciousness this is like um, everything if we talk about everything non living or living everything is consciousness and uh, everything is trying to this consciousness is trying to evolve and especially this is trying to evolve through human forms because we have this capability we have this mind provided to us and if we can you know use it appropriately and if we can actually work in uh, in cooperation with that higher consciousness we can help in the evolution not of uh, not just for us but also uh, we can help in the evolution of the planet by creating new frameworks and new models and uh, also we can see like right now if we see in our surroundings in our environment we have uh, we have heard so many stories about you know people getting awakened and enlightened and uh, getting aware about how things are actually work so this awareness which is you know increasing this heightened level of awareness uh, this is something uh, which is happening because the consciousness is evolving more evolve the consciousness higher the level of uh, awareness we'll have and just because this is happening uh, now we also require those new frameworks and models which can actually hold the, that new consciousness or you can say uh, in which that new consciousness can you know just sit in and be there so uh, if we do not talk about uh, if we do not you know if we try to just stick around to those old models those old frameworks this new consciousness which is evolving will act i say that if it has to evolve it's it's going to evolve it will actually you know uh, disrupt things and uh, maybe uh, forcefully it will like it has to happen the evolution we cannot stop the evolution in anything 
So even if, if we talk about the material evolution, if we talk about uh, the spiritual evolution, it, it keeps on going. We can either consciously choose to be a part of that evolution or we can just, you know, keep on sleepwalking and let that thing, you know, drag us along and uh, kind of that. So if we can be conscious creators in that, it also decreases our suffering because we are partners now, like we are co-creators with that or uh, we are evolving with the consciousness. But if we are, you know, kind of uh, struggling to or fighting that thing, then uh, there will be, there are so many problems which will happen in this world because of uh, this struggle, which people like try to do with this evolving consciousness. You know, I love the way that you say that when you put that in your answer just now, evolution of consciousness in the sense that our spirituality has evolution to it as well. And that's a pretty powerful idea when you think about it, because not only do we evolve with our own consciousness and our own spiritual roots throughout our lifetime, right? If you, for example, are grieving somebody, I work with clients who grieve their parents or their loved one or whoever passed away with different things. And one of the things I hear them say to me as I work with people is I became spiritual after I lost my loved one because my loved one went somewhere else and I never thought about another place, but now they're gone, but I still feel them. And I think a spiritual awakening is a form of evolving your consciousness, evolving your spirituality, right? Because a lot of people, like when my grandfather passed away in 2004, I never thought I'd be doing this stuff today. I was a lawyer at the time. I didn't have any intuitive abilities, but I evolved myself. And I wanted to ask you, based on the law of unification, do you think spiritual awakening someone experiencing it and growing in their own spiritual path and becoming cult, you know, balanced between all these things, just not mind, body, but mind, body, spirit. Do you think all those come together because we evolve through the law of unification within ourselves as life changes us with like loss of a, a loved one or some pandemic or some traumatizing experience? I want to ask you about that. Do you think that that's one of the other ways that the law of unification applies to our lives? Traumatizing experiences, definitely, you know, they uh, they evolve us. They are meant to do that. And that is the reason they are here. All these experiences, whenever we suffer pain, pain, uh, there is no reason we suffer pain. I mean, uh, it's it's. It's just, it just needs us to become conscious of what actually is here. So uh, we cannot see it. You know what happens when we are happy? We are just not bothered about anything. It's like, uh, we're just happy in our own life. Now, what do we need? We are not going to even do those practices. We are not going to study what is beyond this life. We are just, we kind of, it's, happiness is also kind of a drug, you know? <laughs> it is. Of, the endorphins are a drug with, with right, the body. It right. makes you happy. It makes you... Exactly. So we are kind of sleeping when we are happy. We are we even get into that, that, those deeper levels of sleep when we are happy. So whenever this pain strikes us, it's like it's like a you know a slap from the universe to wake us. That we can wake up and we can see what is beyond this. We just can't lie down and do nothing here and have fun all the time. There is so much, so many things we are here for, and we actually have to do that. So um, uh, those experiences definitely but they are going to work for for us only if we are going to take advantage of those experiences like even the bad experiences so if a bad experience happens in our life and we are not taking we are not learning the lesson and we are not learning from it using it to for our evolution it's not going to help us and then it can come again in another form 
So because ultimately we have to evolve. Uh, so it's going to repeat itself. Those patterns are going to repeat. So it's better for us to be more aware and to see when something like this comes in our life and recognize this pain as, as a doorway to, uh, you know, reach that destination, to reach that truth. And so that then we'll, so after once we experience that, you know, that truth that when we reach that destination, after that, that pain and that happiness, it kind of becomes the similar kind of thing. It does not really bother us. Like it's, then it becomes like the pain and the happiness. It, it just kind of, it's like changing seasons in our lives <laughs> because now we know the truth. Now we know what, what we actually are and what we are here for. If somebody would have told me four years ago how much pain I would experience in four years between personal pain, having cancer, going through setbacks, and then the pandemic and all these other things, I would have laughed at them and said, are you, are you, <laughs> I'm not signing up for that. I will say that the law of unification sounds like it's got a lot of traction to it for me, at least, because one of the things I do to get through my own mental health issues, because I feel like the whole planet has had to deal with their own mental health torment with being in a lot or dealing with loss or whatever it is is I create things. Um, I'll create memes for my Instagram account. I'll create ideas for my podcast. I, I meet amazing people like you who could come on the show and share these amazing, like these incredible ideas with our audience. Like I use creation myself as a means of my own therapy. When I feel down, when I feel like I don't have purpose, when I, you know, those kind of things. Creating has actually helped me bridge my own gap between my conscious mind where I toil and I worry and I have all those things to the spiritual where I'm like, I want to be a part of something bigger beyond myself. I want to be beyond right now because the, the world doesn't stop turning. We don't stop living just because we have challenges in our lives. We got to use things like creation to help grow and evolve. And I wanted to say, based on your book, and I wanted to talk about this, mastering creation using the law of unification. Is it your idea that basically we have opportunities that come in our life and that creation is something that we can use to help raise our vibration, so to speak, to get more in tune with ourselves and to master our higher self and our higher consciousness. It can happen both ways. Like uh, it can be like we can evolve and then we can create, or it can be like we can create and evolve, like we can evolve through creation, through the process of creation. So it can happen both ways. It can happen like first a person gets like spiritually a person gets evolved and then the person is bringing in these new creations into the world or the person simply gets in touch with that creativity and bringing these new creations and through these creations, you know, helping the planet, helping other people to spiritually evolve. So uh, both ways it can happen. Law of unification, law of unification is something that does not negate the material and neither it does negate, you know, the spiritual. It kind of is, uh, it, it takes both the things together like the spiritual too and the material too so it's not like uh, if you are spiritual you can just sit sit the whole day now i'm not bothered about anything now <laughs> let, let, let yeah, anything yeah. happen in the world yeah so like getting into that idea mind and not coming back like everything is happening let it happen no so once we get into that 
that idea mind we need to take advantage of that opportunity like now we are in connection with that spirituality that higher spiritual world now we can bring in those new spiritually evolved creations into this world and help other people help others grow in their lives evolve in their lives and uh, yes yeah, so law of unification brings in both the material and you know the best of the material and the spiritual world into this picture let's talk about your book I want, to, I want to have you share your, your book, Mastering Creation, Using the Law of Unification with our audience. And one of the things I want to ask you is if you could explain to our audience about the levels of consciousness and how it works within the law of unification. When you talk about these levels of consciousness, uh, it's mostly like how aware we are in our lives. So let's say if we are working on this lower level of consciousness, it means that we are very, we are not just aware of what is happening around us. Maybe if we are going going through our lives, uh, let us say I, uh, there is some influence in my environment and uh, I'm just picking it up, but I do not know. I'm not conscious about uh, where this influence is coming from. Now, that influences making these habit patterns in my life, these beliefs in my life. But again, I do not know. I'm just not conscious. So that means I'm working on a very low level of consciousness. And I, I cannot just discriminate between those, you know, those uh, ideas or those forces that are coming from that lower level of consciousness just because I'm not aware. Now, when the awareness increases, when we develop this heightened level of awareness, we become conscious, we become more, we just uh, start working on this higher levels of consciousness and uh, we start to see like this, this is something, this desire is coming from this. These are the lower levels, like when we are less aware. And when we talk about these higher levels, uh, higher levels are, it's more about, you know, when we get in touch with those higher levels of consciousness, uh, we, uh, our desires, it's not about fulfilling our desires. It's, it becomes, it just, you know, becomes a part of our life to fulfill the highest duty. It's more like uh, to fulfill the highest duty that can actually help us in creating evolving planet or, you know, the lives of others. So we do not think about those small things. Like this is a beautiful verse. Again, I have shared this many times. It's, it's from Bhagavad Gita. Like it's better to strive in one's own dharma than to succeed in following another person's dharma. Uh, nothing is lost in following in our own dharma. And that is the dharma is like our highest duty here in this world. So it's not that uh, we are looking to, you know, succeed in life. It's just that we are looking to ful fulfilling our purpose in this life. And that is what is really important. And law of unification also talks about connecting with these higher duties. So because uh, only if we can, you know, raise above these lower levels of consciousness or lower desires, we, we would be able to work like creators. Uh, we can get this detachment from those lower desires and we can help people create those higher creations or we can create those higher creations. When you say creator, one of the things I think of as, as intriguing to me is digital creators, people who are influencers, people who are online that they create their own material and their own concepts and share ideas. And I wanted to see in terms of the law of unification, how would that apply to our modern age with digital creators trying to use their ideas to help sway influence and, and gain awareness through their, their craft? You said this about creators, the digital creators. I think the best word we can use for them is influencers instead of creators, uh, because obviously they try to influence us. And if we will read Mastering Creation using the law of unification, uh, these outer influences which are coming from the environment, 
they may come from lower levels of consciousness and we do not know that. Uh, creators are something uh, we cannot, so according to mastering creation, we I would not say like digital creators are creators in terms of mastering creation. So mastering creation has a different definition for creators. So according to mastering creation using law of unification, creators are people who actually try to challenge the old conditioning and they follow their individual dharma they follow their highest duty, higher purpose, and they serve others. Their biggest work on this planet is a kind of service to maybe to the higher consciousness, maybe to the planet and to, to whatever has created those creators. And creators necessarily do not have to be, you know, uh, their work, maybe they are not known, maybe they are just, you know, working from a home, from a uh, from a place which is very isolated, but in a way they are serving the serving the higher consciousness, serving you know society, serving people. Uh, so it's not important that they need to succeed. It's not important that they need to be recognized in the world. What is important is uh, if they are following their highest duty, if they are following their individual dharma or not, if they are serving others or not. And when I talk about creators. Teresa, you know, uh, if uh, so, Mother Teresa actually had this beautifully. She started this serving other people, and her purpose of life was just service to others, and it created this huge waves, huge influence in the world. And she was not doing anything. She was not doing it for success, for money, for anything. She was just doing what she has to do. Like I guess she also had this higher influence. She talked about it uh, in in many, you know. Uh, maybe books and uh, so yeah so these kind of people are creators those uh, if you talk about digital creators and you know who work for how many views we are getting on youtube and how many things we are so it's not wrong that's what they are doing but yeah we cannot call that they uh, according to mastering creation they are not creators okay i i just that's just something i'd like to bring up because i've interacted with several influencers and and part of what i see that some of them do is they try to spread higher ideas themselves and spiritual stuff so it was just something that intrigues me about it i want to ask you this you mentioned in your book you talk about the archetype of the tree of life in reference to the theory of creation and i wanted to see if you could share that with our audience about how the tree of life as an archetype fits within the theory of creation Yes, a tree of life is again, it's like it represents the creators itself. And uh, as, as a tree brings fruits to this, this world, similarly, creators bring the new creations into this world. And the best part of tree of life is that when the tree bears fruit, uh, it just bears it and it just provides it to people to eat. And similarly, creators, when they bring their creations into the world, they are not bothered or they do not get attached to their creations. They Because once they get attached to their fruits, uh, they're not going to get in touch with the idea mind again, where these, you know, where this, these ideas come from. So it's like the creations are the fruits, then this tree is the creator. And uh, the, base, uh, the best thing we can do is uh, remain detached uh, with with our creations that we create. I was discussing, you know, I was discussing in this another interview and there was this uh, beautiful example there that uh, there are so many people nowadays and uh, they get involved, like if they are involved in spiritual practices or, you know, we, we are all trying to, this people who are spiritual, they say like we are trying to help people around. And, but in a way they get attached to their spiritual practices Sometimes it happens to a lot of us. It happens. There is this identification that happens. Like 
even uh, earlier to my experience, to my awakening experience, I had this attachment with these spiritual practices as well until that dissolution came in. And when that happened, everything just went away. The practices stopped working. So yes, uh, this is this attachment to creations, to fruits, to our practices or anything is uh, what creators take care of. And they do not get attached to that. Because uh, once they do get attached, they are kind of, you know, hindering their own journey because if it may be that uh, the next step I have to take I may have to take another practice you know or to reach that truth to reach that uh, place or to reach that uh, destination so we have to keep our minds open and we actually have to keep creating and then keep detaching ourselves from that and get into the idea mind again and bring that new fruit again for the people and for the world what is dharma and why is it something that we need to pay attention to when it comes to the law of unification? Yes, uh, dharma, again, like I was using this word, uh, individual dharma. And uh, so dharma, uh, in our life, uh, we have heard this word a lot of times, especially in India. You know, uh, in India, dharma means if we talk about in casual language, it's very famous as the, uh, as the meaning of the word is very famous as uh, religion. But in true sense, it's not the religion. Dharma is like the highest duty, the our highest purpose here in this world. So individual dharma, uh, when we follow our individual dharma, we in turn also kind of affect the absolute dharma of the world, of the universe, so that it can be you know, fulfilled. So that's our highest duty to fulfill our individual dharma. Would you consider the calling? That we have our individual dharma, it, it calls us to be a higher version of ourselves without ascribing to religious principles, because I know it's something that's higher than just religious religious principles itself. Right, right, definitely. So it's not about just principles. Dharma is not about just principles because it's individual dharma. So we cannot have like, uh, you know, the same principles and rules for everyone. Every person has an individual dharma. Every person can have different steps to follow in his life to actually fulfill that individual dharma. So I cannot say that there are rules or, you know, regulations which we need to follow so that we can fulfill our individual dharma. Although our religious texts, a lot of times they have these rules and uh, regulations, but it may not apply to all of us. We may have to, you know, uh, see what works for us, what is actually helping us evolve. And uh, the purpose of following the individual dharma is uh, to reach that fulfillment and the evolution. Because we cannot feel fulfilled until we are following that. If, if I talk about myself, I was doing, like I was working in a job earlier and then this thing came this awakening happened. So I had this interest in those, uh, you know, uh, in spiritual text and books. And uh, but I never thought that I'm going to, you know, talk about it or maybe write a book about it. I was just kind of balancing it with my job, and I was like okay with that. And maybe it had to happen. And I was also, you know, kind of reluctant to uh, to follow that. I had interest in that, but I never followed that just because uh, uh, maybe we are, you know, uh, we are told in our lives that this is how we live our life. We well, work, it's like we putting blinders on, right? So you put the is, blinders on, the spiritual blinders, and exactly, you focus on the true. Right. 
That's absolutely right. And that is what I was doing as well. And until this thing happened, this experience happened, and then this true purpose came in. And <laughs> and that's true that this it brings in fulfillment, like it brings in a, a, a different kind of joy when we are following our true purpose. So your life may be okay while doing something coming, you know, something which is based upon the lower levels of consciousness. But that fulfillment, that joy can only come from following that higher duty, that individual dharma, that purpose. One of the things I really like, and I'm going to nerd out for a minute, is in your book, you actually define in a succinct way the law of unification. And I wanted to read this into the audience just to get your reaction on it, because a lot of them don't have the book in front of them. And it says as follows. The law of unification, followed by the creator gods and deities and the geniuses, can be stated as follows. When the powers of the plane of the mind overcome the forces of the lower levels of consciousness and work in cooperation with the powers of the plane of the idea mind, it results in the unification of both the planes and thus causes evolution and creation of the new. And I wanted to see if you can just reflect on that for audience. So I, you know, a lot of times when I read books, I'll, I'll come across such a clear explanation. And, and, and as a lawyer, we call it the black letter law. But I think you really succinctly define the law of unification there. I want to just see if you have any reflection on that for our audience. A lot of time we also need this, you know, this explanation about things because uh, these formulas are deep and these definitions are deep as well. And I remember giving, you know, uh, this person uh, just came to me, like approached me and told me that the book was like really, really deep. And there were a lot of things he wanted to know about it, like uh, kind of, you know, someone to really make that person understand what that actually is. And we need that because when these things are deep, we really need to elaborate on that. So law of unification, yes. Um, when we talk about this idea mind and when we talk about the mind, we uh, there are these powers, the power of the idea mind, and then there is this power of the mind. Power of the idea mind is like um, the power of provision and uh, the power of uh, uh, wisdom. And uh, when we talk about the powers of the mind, this is power of expression and then the power of knowledge. So when we are unifying the, the powers of the mind, what we are doing here is the knowledge is backed up by the wisdom and uh, the, pro, uh, the expression is backed up by the pro, provision. So whenever we have to express something in the world, we need some idea which we need to express. And here that idea comes from the idea mind and that expression comes from the mind because mind knows the, how this material world operates, the language of the material world, the knowledge of the material world. And when these two combine together, they can bring in those creations in those form of beautiful expressions. And similarly, uh, the knowledge and the wisdom, because again, uh, although the mind has the knowledge, uh, the mind does not really know what path to take or what path to follow, how decisions need to be made in life. Knowledge cannot just uh, make those right choices about evolution or creation. So here, uh, the wisdom provides, uh, when the power of wisdom of idea mind combines with the power of knowledge of the mind, it helps in providing us good decisions and it helps us in giving us those ideas which can help our lives to evolve. And it can be, we can apply it in, you know, our lives in any way. It can be used in our relationships in life, how to, you know, uh, work through our, uh, if there is a relationship. It can be in our work, in our, uh, how we are living in a society as a person, as a citizen in our country. And 
uh, how to solve uh, you know complex problems of today's society so all these things so when the power of knowledge combines with the powers of the mind this results in the evolution and the creation of the new creations also how this is happening is the first step here is to rise above the play rise above the forces of the lower levels of consciousness because that is important now if we are you know stuck in stuck in those beliefs those desires those attachments which are coming from lower levels of consciousness uh, will not be able to use the powers of this idea mind in combination with the mind so what will happen here is the mind will keep involved in those lower levels of consciousness and uh, it will try to struggle the ideas which will come from those higher levels can maybe fight those ideas because it thinks that uh, that limited domain of its knowledge is sufficient and those beliefs which are formed are sufficient those desires are sufficient so it it will not be able to unify with that idea mind so unification uh, needs to happen only and it can only happen by rising above those forces how do you view attachments and how they can threaten our ability to evolve our consciousness? What role do you think attachments serve as a distraction or as a detractor in our lives and our journey? Right. So attachments here, uh, when we talk about attachments coming from these lower levels of consciousness, they are mostly developed due to habits which are formed in our lives again we were not aware we formed certain habits and because of because of those habits uh, we just cannot you know leave those attachments it can be to anything it can be to things it can be to um we just cannot leave that old thing because we we are just habitual we are just in a form of using it seeing it and we cannot move to move on to the new thing or it can be um, it can be our dependency upon the way we live our lives the way we work the way we do any kind of stuff in this world so again now this dependency this attachment is formed to this way of living because of this dependency and we are unable to reach out to those uh, new things which are coming in new ideas which are coming in and uh, security again this is again uh, which causes us to attach to a lot of things which uh, may be not good for our evolution and maybe we have to leave these things so when you know when we feel secure in this world it can be again anything in a relationship in a home in a place and we cannot change it even though we know it is not helping us evolve even though we know it is kind of a it's not helping us in our life uh, and we are kind of stuck and we 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 do not do that we do not and those ideas are coming in our life purpose is showing up but we do not leave that because we are secure there as i talk about as i give my example the same thing i was secure in my job i was okay with that but i was not able to you know uh, leave that because of these attachments there so all these things they come from these lower levels of consciousness and the attachments are like a major force here of uh, these lower levels of consciousness and i i think what's at least looking at this is by ascending right looking at things from the larger point of view you you grow you evolve and you can then detach from lower level thinking that can restrict you and you have the ability to kind of look at the the all the gestalt that's one of my viewpoints that yes, we can this is everything. true 
uh, you know, this is very true that uh, when we are actually there in that, you know, amidst those things, it's very difficult for us to realize that right now I'm saying all these, uh, all these things so easily because I have actually experienced it. Before I had experienced it, I was not aware about these things. So <laughs> this awareness also comes in with that kind of experiences or maybe when we try to increase our awareness using those practices. So yes, this is true. I love it. I, I know we're running low on time, but I have to ask you, in terms of, of your book, Mastering Creation, Using the Law of Unification, if you were to share one detail from this book with our audience that you haven't shared publicly before, what would it be and why? Okay. I haven't shared this. Uh, Mastering Creation is actually, uh, I have, you know, when we start this book in the beginning, uh, I have dedicated this book. It's written there that the book is dedicated uh, to the guru and the creators. So uh, now uh, when I talk about again, guru here, so if someone asks me who is the guru here, so it's, it definitely is, uh, I always point uh, to, you know, the the guru inside us, the idea mind that is the, you know, guru here. Because uh, we can we can meet several people in this world, we can read several books in this world, but uh, the, the thing that will actually make us, help, or, you know, help us to walk that path of truth and to reach that destination is uh, that, that guru that is inside us, that idea mind, the inner guide inside us. I believe heavily in that because I will tell you that my inner inner higher mind guides me every day through navigating various obstacles. And even within ourselves, we have obstacles. We don't always talk about it openly, but when you have like a negative thought or you have doubt or insecurity, those are hindrances that can affect and impact us. And I believe that when you evolve your mind and you look at your, your idea mind, it can help you overcome those negative thoughts, those insecurities, the lack of willpower, whatever it is. And I think what you're doing with your That's book right. is, is amazing because you're giving us an opportunity to organize our thoughts and our way of thinking about the world spiritually and in the physical sense. And I appreciate you coming on and sharing your ideas with us because it's so important that we have a full balancing and sharing of these concepts so that we can educate ourselves and help humanity overcome its greatest obstacles. And I want to ask you this, since we're low on time, how would our audience get in touch with you? Yes, yeah, so uh, listeners can get in touch with me on my website, vipneetkarlal.com. And uh, if they are interested in, you know, getting a copy of the book, they can also find the, you know, order the book uh, button on the website. And there we have all the links to the retailers where they can have the book. I want to ask you this. If you were a spirit animal, which spirit animal would you be and why? And I can go first. I'll say owl. I always say that. I have two parrots and I love birds and owls are about wisdom and on my own personal journey the last 15 years, I've been about a quest for wisdom. And I know you are as well. And you even bring up wisdom in your book. That's my spirit animal. So. Oh, that's, that's, that's nice. I know there are a lot of uh, this, uh, uh, these guides, which talk about spiritual animals and uh, spirit animals, and they have certain meanings to them. I have never, <laughs> never read them to be very honest. So I really do not know like what, which spirit animal depicts what. So uh, I uh, so I do not know how I'm gonna. I'll know, let you ad lib a little. Yeah. If you have an animal you like, I'll let you ad lib. I've had guests come up with oh, all okay. the um, animals. So um, I like I like rabbits. <laughs> okay, perfect, perfect. Yeah. Do they mean something? 
rabbits have uh, a lot of connotation based on on what you attribute to them. But spiritually, I would think a rabbit's a good animal for you because they they're very agile and they're reflective. And oh. I feel like they they can be fluid. I think that that's good for you with the law of unification. I think rabbit is a great representation. You picked it for a reason. So. Oh, all right. That's great. Where do you see yourself five years from now? I don't know. <laughs> so uh, there was a time if you have, if you would have, you know, asked this question a few years ago when I did not have this experience, I would definitely have answered like, <laughs> how do I see myself five years ago? But right now, I really do not know. I cannot see that thing like uh, what I'm doing in the future. It's mostly oh. like things are just coming up and I'm doing them. It's like the next step comes in and I just follow that. So I'm kind of, you know, I cannot plan. It's more like a very, uh, the life is more in like flow. It just comes in and I have to do it. I, even uh, when I wake up in the morning, I cannot, uh, I'm just, it's very, it's very light. It's very freeing also because uh, it's, your mind just, it's more like the, when the person, you know, gets dissolved, the person cannot control the mind and the person is the uh, the person is someone who actually plans uh, the life. Uh, but when the person is not there, this energy or this consciousness is doing something and everything. And I do not know what it's going to do after five years. <laughs> I, I see you okay. doing more books. I see you working on courses that you teach this stuff. And I also see you partnering with others in, in this field that you're going to work with other people who help flush out not just the law of unification, you're going to have other things that go beyond the law of unification. The concept that you brought up in your book and the higher chapters towards the end of your book, you're going to embrace those more and explain them in further detail in additional works that you do in the future. So I see you as a prolific author, educator, spiritual guide, teacher, guru in your own right. And I think you're going to work with women and help them become more spiritual and I wouldn't be surprised if I uh, don't have you back on the show when your other books come out. So that's 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 where I'm coming from. I want to let you know that's what I see. I see success. I, I just pick up stuff and I integrate into my interviews, uh, my intuitive guidance, so to speak. And as I was looking at your energy, I wanted to ask you that question to see if you're aware of the stuff coming up because I could see great things coming up for you. And I'm excited to have you on the show today because I'd be curious to see what other books you come up with and what other things you create as you embrace on your own journey. Cause you have yeah. a, lot, a lot of things coming up. So that's where I would answer that question. If I was able to do so on your part. Oh my God, this is, this is so good, Chesson, because, you know, even, even if we uh, get this uh, awakening, but there are special gifts, which are only provided to certain people like, uh, like you, you are given this <laughs> gift where you can, yeah, definitely. Even it's, it's not necessary that, you know, people get awakened and, but these gifts are just given to certain people who can actually, uh, yeah. And I can, what do you do when you got a gift? You share it. <laughs> yes, share, that's, that's right? true that's true and that is what you are doing you are you know uh, you are doing it through podcasts creating awareness and you are you know sharing it with other people and that's so beautiful that's so beautiful well i think what's beautiful is that i can meet someone like you bring you on the show have you share your book from the other side of the world we're on the spinning globe in the middle of the universe right now you're in New Delhi, India. And what time of day is it by you right now? Just out of curiosity. It's 6.34 p.m. It's, it's 6.34 p.m. in the evening, and it's 9 o'clock here in Tampa. So look, we're on the spinning globe in the middle of the universe right, with right, trillions right, right. and billions of planets and life forms that we get to do this this morning and evening and educate our audience and share and share the love of knowledge. And I, I just, 
I can't, I can't tell you that this is my passion. This is why I breathe. This is why I exist is to have someone like you come on the show, share your information with our audience and really get into the topics so that we can have this higher level of spiritual discussion, which I'm very passionate about. And I, I just really thank you for coming on today. Thank you so much, Jess. And it was like, it was a true pleasure to meet a person <laughs> like you. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm just going to say that for me, the same thing. It's every guest that comes on, I learn from, and you've taught me a lot in our, in our conversation today. And I, I'm inspired by you. I love, I love when people follow their passion, follow their purpose and make it their owning it. They make it their own. And that's what I think you're doing. And I support you 100% everything you're doing right now. It was such a pleasure to be here. I just want to thank Devneet Kaur for coming on the show today. It's great to have fellow consciousness experts and spiritual people come on the show, thought leaders, people who really have an impact and, and want to make a difference in our world by educating our society about things like consciousness and spirituality. And I just think it's so important to have these kind of conversations on our show. It's, it's such a, a great thing when you can utilize and, and, and have these mediums where we could, you know, we could talk through zoom, a zoom call could share these ideas and these, and these, this, you know, topics, it's just pivotal. So check out this information, check out the V I'm going to have all the information in our show notes and look into the law of unification. Cause I really do think it's something that we need to take into consideration and appreciate So mastering creation using the law of unification, it's going to be in the show notes. And I really look forward to having Denise on the show in the future. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. One of the things I'll say is ponder these ideas. Don't just listen to them. Think about them. Reflect on them. As you hear these episodes, think to yourself, how would the law of unification apply to my life? What ideas can I do in my own conscious mind, in my own idea mind? How do I understand these concepts and how can I apply them in my own life to not only give me the ability to be aware of higher levels of consciousness, but how can such help me grow and evolve on my own individual level? I will say this, the last few years has helped me shape where I am today. And sometimes you got to get outside your comfort zone to do that. And with everything that we've experienced as a society and as a planet since March of 2020, If anything, you're being called, each of you are being called to master your own creation. So keep all that in mind. Thank you so much for tuning in. Stay positive because when you're positive, anything's possible. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Social Psychic Radio Show. Don't forget to join us for another episode next time. If you enjoyed the show, we'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and give us a review on iTunes. You can also check us out on Facebook and don't forget to visit the Social Psychic YouTube channel. Until next time, it's a big world out there. Keep an open mind, embrace your paradigms and know that the universe is always yours to explore. With the Baker's Plus card, it's easy to get lower than low prices for the win. Earn fuel points on every purchase and save up to a dollar a gallon at the pump. The Baker's Plus card. All you do is win. Big, big savings. Sign up now at bakersplus.com and start saving. Baker's. Fresh for everyone. Savings may vary by state. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your favorites with the buy five or more, save a dollar each sale. Simply buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with your card. Baker's. Fresh for everyone. Today is working for me. Do you believe that for yourself? 
Hey, I'm Pastor Julie, and I want to empower you through encouragement, inviting you to my podcast, Big Truth Encouragement, where I unpack living a faith-filled life. I created my podcast for the ladies, but gentlemen, you'll gain something too. So I invite you to listen to Big Truth Encouragement on Electricast and any platform where you listen to your podcast. Hey there, I'm DC. I host the Rock Podcast, Back to the Arena, the Interviews. It's about a 30-minute podcast where I talk one-on-one with a band who has released new music. You can find us on all the best podcast sites like Spotify, Apple, Google, iHeartRadio, and more. If you're a rock fan like me, subscribe today to Back to the Arena, the Interviews. Electric Acid. Electric Acid.